Hello planet Earth and welcome to the Redditor. This is Becca. All right. Hello everyone and welcome back to my show. So today we're going to be going over this question and ask Reddit entitled D&D players. What was the natural 20 that made your DM facepalm? Okay, so this contains a bit of lingo, so I'm going to break it down. D&D is a game known as Dungeons and Dragons, and it's really about a role-playing game that is that is uh, where people pretend to be people from the Middle Ages or something, and then they go on adventures in a fantasy world, in a medieval fantasy world, where they beat goblins and the like. So it's basically your standard game format, but in real life. And uh, a natural 20 was is the one where... Because the game runs on dice. You have to roll a dice for you to make an action. Like, for example, I roll... I For example, I'm going to roll to speak right now. And if I roll a 1, it will mean I will speak poorly, like full of uhs and ums. I guess that's natural, but... And then if I roll a 20, it will be perfect speech fit for CNN or something like that. So that's basically the gist of what rolling a natural 20 means. And then a DM, the dungeon master, is essentially the game master, the guy that narrates your story. So so now we're going to go over these answers because honestly, I really love this game. Like, I, I'm so poor at it because I, I only started like less than a year ago, but this game is really funny though, where, where you just go on these wacky adventures and sometimes sometimes something really not safe for work happens and it's always funny and i actually i'm in a group of friends in school who does this who does this and it's actually an enjoyable side activity when you're just so stressed from classes and you just go to them and to the table and then we just play the whole day it's like we have no fridays at school so our fridays are just spent playing this game <laughs> so let's get started Okay, so let's get started. Rufio the Lost with 76 points. This is from the first campaign I ever played, and it's pretty much become legend amongst me and the rest of my D&D group. One time, my party was trying to save an NPC who had been kidnapped and locked up in this manor house. Each of us tried to get into the building, and every single one failed and got arrested by the town's guard. The last character standing was me, Dorothy the Dwarf Bard. Okay, the DM asks, Okay, Dorothy, what's your plan? And the person replies, Okay, I'm going to sneak around to the back entrance of the house, take out my hurdy-gurdy, my character's instrument of choice, and start playing a tune nice and loudly. DM goes, okay, a maid comes to the door and asks, who are you? What are you doing here? And the Dorothy, the Dorothy character will reply, I'm going to take my hergy-dergy and hit her across the head with it. Oh my, and then DM goes, oh my god, okay, roll for it. And the Dorothy rolls a natural 20. Whoa. With this roll, I successfully hit the maid and now crowd cold. After a moment of hysterical laughter from my party and DM, I managed to get in, rolled a successful investigation check, 
because it's an action that you have to roll and find the NPC. The um, okay, you've got the NPC, and you g need to get out quickly before anyone notices they're gone. Okay, I'm going to take them back th out the way I came in. As you get towards the back door, the maid begins to regain consciousness, said the DM. Hurdy-gurdy, roll for it again. Rolls another natural 20. <laughs> I got a face palm as well as an applause for this one. I think my DM was both astonished and impressed. <laughs> well, that was one unlucky mage. He got a natural 20 hit in the head once more. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. So next, from the R76, it's always bards. I was once playing a bard. We were about to enter into a combat with a religious zealot. I decided to try to convince him of the error of his thinking. I rolled a natural 20. The zealot decided that there was only one way to recover from his lapse in faith. He killed himself, ending what was supposed to be a large battle before it ever really began. Bards really are the best characters, honestly. Though my first and only character so far is an elf. But I might make a bard next because <laughs> all the funny stories are bards. And there's no lie here. So <laughs> and also I feel bad for this, <laughs> this story. They were supposed to have an epic battle or something. And then boom, nope. No battle here. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> okay, this one's from Bar Gamer. So, my incredibly low int, I think it, uh, yeah, it, it means intelligence, barbarian, had the idea that the best way to attack an air elemental is from the air, face palm number one. Furthermore, he does this by turning a tree into a slingshot with himself as the ammo. Face bomb number two, DM asks for the attack roll. Natural 20. <laughs> Double face bombs. <laughs> it's like, this will never work in real life, but it works. D&D logic. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> okay, so... This one is from sorry underscore masterpiece. And now this time this person is the DM. I had a party where I had a fairly long arc planned that would eventually wind up with them battling a death knight in the ruins of a church. They, despite my best are you suring, decided to explore the church way earlier than I, than I intended them to. The party rogue decides to talk to the death knight, rolls a 20 on their charm attempt, I muffed the punt on the DK's reaction. She ended up having a bloody conversation with the undead champion, getting a gift of a magi magical dagger, and leaving me befuddled as to exactly how the hell am I supposed to get them to cycle back to fighting him later. <laughs> Talk about sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> okay, this next one is really good from Corbudelis. Rogue wanted to steal a pearl by putting it up his ass. DM made him roll for it. Needless to say, the whole table screamed, and I could see the soul leave our DM's eyes. <laughs> like steal a pearl by putting it up the bosom. <laughs> okay, next up is Inside Pit Goose. 
as a DM. Random mob rolls a natural 20 on an intelligence check, realizes they're probably going to get steamrolled by the party, drops their weapon, and walks out of the dungeon. <laughs> Oof. They're just... That's it. That's the plot. It's over. <laughs> so, yeah, it was... <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it's just cave in, retreated. So this one is from Flash said. I seduced the innkeeper to get free booze for life. Doesn't help the progression of the quest, but it was especially funny because I rolled a two on my next fight when my character was drunk. <laughs> it works. It's in character. <laughs> Mathematically, it works. So, <laughs> next up, Matthew Broken Lamp. <laughs> nice name. Our bard was playing at a tavern. I'm telling you guys, it's always the bards that are making a rookas. To play, he had to roll a d20 and a d6. He got a natural 26 two times in a row. The guy friggin' whipped out his guitar at a CD tavern and won a Grammy. <laughs> he owns a Grammy better than other singers out there. <laughs> so next is underscore 049 underscore. My orc fighter bought a gun, proceeded to shoot down an airship with it. The person piloting the airship crashed on the train they were on. And Orc tries to kamikaze and tackle the pilot of the train, killing all of them. Gets a natural one, runs off the train, and does instantly. <laughs> I'm assuming that means dies. I'm not sure, but also this story seems a bit one of those homebrew ones where they kind of push the time forward into something more modern. Because admittedly, medieval fantasy is a little hard to work with. I remember in my first campaign, I asked if the characters had foes. <laughs> That was a bit embarrassing, but I guess people have to start somewhere. <laughs> so. <laughs> so next is Captain underscore Wah. Not me, but someone else in my party. They rolled a natural 20 to seduce God. <laughs> I'm not sure it means our God or something else, but <laughs> needless to say, this is funny. They later rolled a 19 to seduce the devil and became effectively immortal. The character was a blind and crippled pilot. <laughs> That's just such a random character to be able to do that with. <laughs> so next is from RK0019K. One of my very first campaigns was run by my sister. Okay, this is probably going to add a level of awkward. Who was doing a great job at making it up as she went along. We were supposed to be helping this boy clean... An insanely high wizard's tower, and every floor had something new on it. This particularly high floor had what was described to be a snoring baby Tarasque that we were supposed to sneak past and not wake up. We rolled to a uh, roll the sleeping baby Tarask out of to the of the nearby balcony window. Two natural twenties, and the baby Tarask fell to its death. Crushing the dwarf barbarian's horse in the process. <laughs> Those early campaigns were insane. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Like, you're in the first campaign and you, you yeet a baby out of a tower. 
That is this is hilarious. <laughs> so next is the potatoers. I am the DM. In order to play more, we play D&D over a voice call on Discord. Ooh, interesting. That's actually a neat idea. Our ranger was annoying our paladin. So the paladin asked if we could shut him up. He rolled and got a natural 20. And so I server muter muted the ranger for a little while. <laughs> One way to shut someone up is to roll a natural 20. So this one next is from Shoulder27. Once in the summer, we were playing outside, and Stray Kitten wandered to us, walking all over the table and watching dices, yet not touching them. DM took him in his hand, put his dice into Kitten's paw, and pushed gently said paw. Natural 20! Cat got the name critical that moment. DM still scares us with it when we want to do something really stupid. <laughs> that is amazing. Like the first dice roll ever in your lifetime. And you get a natural 20. What a legend that cat was. <laughs> and speaking of cats, I watched the movie earlier and it was amazing. I cried, obviously. I mean, that was... That was a sad story with the whole Grizabella thing going on. And I felt bad a bit for like some of the characters were like they wanted a new life. And I also also wondered about the logic of the world. Like what about the others? Like do they have to really wait until it's their choosing kind of thing? Or is it is there something else to it? I, I'm actually curious because I kind of want to search about the lore of the story of the world behind that movie because it was actually so good. Oh, Everyone was phenomenal in it. It was amazing. I'm telling you guys, it's going to be worth your money. Okay, so anyways, back on track. Puking underscore ghost says, During my first campaign, my party and I were in a dungeon fighting the final boss. It was a huge, gross, shithulhu, hulhu monstrosity. And we had gotten to the end of the fight where one more hit should finish him up when another player suggested that we should try to tame it. Our DM just rolled his eyes, but I had over 20 base stat in my charisma, so I was willing to take that chance. I rolled a natural 20 at taming a city hulhu monstrosity. That is amazing. My entire party stood up screaming at the table when the DM hushed us and continued the session. Long story short, I had a monster companion the size of a house just chilling with me. My DM later told me that if I hadn't rolled a 20, I was essentially going to be attacked on the spot, which would have definitely killed my character. One of my favorite D&D moments ever. That's seriously fun. It's like you just <laughs> tame the monster. You know? I actually wonder why many action movies don't really do that, or like fantasy movies sci-fi why don't they just like tame them but i guess there's plot reasons for that because it drives the plot <laughs> and such <laughs> so this one is underscore stagion underscore abyss underscore my player spontaneously rolled for rolled for small titties on their character 
natural 20 and nobody knew what that really meant for reference they played a biased tiefling sorcerer but they couldn't decide on their physical characteristics small titties so the, so if the, if it's natural 20 that it will be like a inside out <laughs> that's small <laughs> okay sorry for that gross moment <laughs> it was funny <laughs> small titties but natural 20 how, how will you do that what does that mean <laughs> well i guess that and she said they definitely get small titties <laughs> okay i read you this one this one's good Fr from isa the noob we were in jail and so we had to convince the guard to let us out everyone's plan was pretty good but our roles weren't high enough one kid was a druid and decided to summon a porn star for some reason to seduce the guard we left it off but still rolled you know what happens next natural 20 so it worked and i was pissed and it was great <laughs> The natural 20 and ridiculous things are always the funniest parts. Like, how? <laughs> how are you supposed to execute that? <laughs> I guess only you and the character and the party knows. <laughs> okay, so chop 117. I had the barbarian full on yeet me, a halfling rogue. Meaning the person is a halfling rogue. Up a canyon wall so I could single-handedly, or in this case double-handedly, kill a black orc with my two daggers. DM was amazed I was able to do that, nevertheless alone. From, from then on, I was dubbed the Flying Yeet. <laughs> no other best nickname, you're the Flying Yeet. Late Night Philosopher. Killed a balor by the skin of our teeth. Its body disintegrated, except it left behind its loincloth. DM wasn't going to have it drop anything in particular, maybe a coin pouch. But the body's gone, and so its items should be too. But I rolled a natural 20 on that investigation check, so the DM thought it'll be fitting that I actually found its sword nearby and the ring it wore hidden under the scrap of crutch cloth. Nice! The sword was basically a flame-tongue greatsword plus one, and the ring was a ring of command fire elementals. By the end of the session, he realized what he'd done and loudly regretted it. I was thinking particularly about the ring that was in the loincloth. Like, why was the ring there? <laughs> That's a big question, you know. <laughs> and that is best left unanswered. Okay. So, going back. The Darth Snate. A barbarian got three natural 20s to kill a goblin with literal shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Darkhound05. My friend killing a giant crocodile by throwing a rock at it. <laughs> that sounds like something that won't kill a crocodile, but okay. Grandmama underscore. In one of our sessions, we were facing down a huge horde of animated scarecrow-like creatures, an entire army of the guys. Our tiefling took one look at the map and said, I politely asked them all to leave. An entire war that was supposed to span a few good sessions, so thoughtfully planned out by our DM, was ruined by his decision to let them roll for politeness. <laughs> Oof. I must suck. I mean, they, they could have gotten a decent sessions with that, but 
then this guy went went and became polite and now <laughs> they don't have any more to do that's pretty sad like if i was a dm i'd be pretty sad too i planned that story why did you ruin it but it's funny it's still funny so jc my players went through a random portal I gave them a 1 in 20 chance to portal home by passing all the planned adventures in between. I won't say this was a mistake on my part because I play with a very improved style. But fuck that role. <laughs> Big sad. Now they all got back. And there's no more adventure. <laughs> so this one. This one's going to be much longer. This one is by Zani Owen. My DM in my first one shot, forgetting that we haven't fought the end boss. Come DM, coming down the alley, you see a giant dog blocking the way. You are still unnoticed as a guard goes up to it, whistles and passbys without danger. As you are getting closer, you see the dog getting more and more interested and ready to attack. PC, I tried to whistle the same way the guard did. Roll 17. Very well. The dog calms down and lets the group pass without any problems. Insert fight with the guard in a bit of room exploration. DM. As you are looking through the room, you hear steps coming out of the hallway. As you take a look, you see a group of guards coming towards you, called by the noise of the fight. Me. I will stay here and wait for them to get closer. Roll 6 for stealth to do a sneak attack. The DM, the guards, clearly seeing you, are now altered, alerted and move quicker towards the room. Me, I whistle loud, as loud and as bad as I possibly can. Natural 20, DM remembers a giant dog. DM, the guards starting to sprint as you step into the hallway. We're not prepared for what would come as they hear a deafening chalk on blackboard like screeching sound. There was no time for confusion as a giant dog bows down, taking out three of the guards in his first strike. Wow. That was a good one. That's a whole story on its own. That could be a short story. Like, seriously, that's actually pretty genius of a plot. Like, they, they control the dog by the whistle, and now you can just <laughs> attack those things. And, uh, and it's all because... He managed to tame the dog, and he rolled low in a sneak attack, and so now he had to do something else. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, this one is from White Rosemary. I was running a custom campaign as a new DM with players who were very new to role-playing as it was. Okay, so all, everyone's new in the campaign. They had woken in this town and had to figure out the curse of it and how to break it. The curse isn't the important part, though, just yet. Eventually, the story had them investigating a dwarf who held significant power over the mining trade of the town. This led to my players breaking into his warehouse, finding it full of paid thugs. Eventually, they found that the warehouse held an entrance to a massive mining system. The party consisted of a six-foot-something, 300-plus minotaur fighter wielding a great axe, a four-inch, ten... Tiefling bard wielding two small hand crossbows, a tabaxi monk, and a changeling druid. 
Somehow, my miniature player manages to natural 20 several stealth checks that basically ended up with him being able to sneak up behind a tug and cutting him in half. But that's not all. The curse kept people from dying no matter how bad the injury. So now you have a very low light cave system, an impossibly stealthy killing machine, the screams of men, and of course the other tugs running or shooting themselves to death. My whole plan was to have them caught, but apparently huge hulky minotaur fighters can pass as rogues. As an aside, the other characters kept rolling badly for stealth, so basically they were making tons of racket while this killing machine was just tiptoeing murders free time. My player added a backstory that his mother hated the sound of people stomping and had whacked him off in childhood. That must be hilarious. Like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> they just did this. This is the whole thing. <laughs> it's just the cave system. Now just a mess because there's only one guy that's actually good at fighting. <laughs> okay, so the last part is an advice from an old game player named Marthra that says that who says a natural 20 is not an automatic success just like a natural one is not an automatic failure. And I guess that's actually probably right for many of these situations that were stated beforehand. Like, as a DM, I'm pretty sure they should also consider the possibility of, like, the actual situation going on. Because when it goes too impossible, it becomes it becomes just a fest of trying to trying to just roll as many 20s. And then, actually, you know, you just succeed. And you actually ruin your own plot, which is pretty bad. I mean, I'm not by no means an expert in DMing because I've never done so. But... When you play a game, I'm sure you're not supposed to always be really good at it. You just have to, you just have to play as normal as possible without being too impossible. Like, of course, there are things in that game that are impossible. But if if you go way too beyond the realm and just start convincing everyone left and right to join your team or something, it's gonna just end up being boring. You know, it's kind of like you know a pay-to-win game, for example. Pay one dollar for this enemy to be slain, or for the, for you to level up or something. It becomes similar to that to an extent if you keep on just. But then again, it's mathematics. There's a chance it happens, and so my rambling really <laughs> it just is is that a rambling. But yeah, it's just a thought of mine that sometimes there should be times where we can avoid a natural twenty, especially if it's basically impossible to do so. Unless there's a clever thing that could be snuck in as to why the person has a natural twenty at that. So anyways that's pretty much all for today. So thank you and see you guys next time. Be sure to follow me on at the redditor underscore TWT on Twitter. I'm on Patreon, Podchaser, Anchor.fm and I have a website at Beck, at, I have my own website at beckettleone.mystrikingly.com for any further updates. And I also have a Facebook page called Redditor Podcast. And did I mention already I have a Patreon? Donate to my Patreon. Even as low as $2, you can be a patron. And we can we can be closer as a, as a family, you know, <laughs> that kind of cheesy stuff. Anyways, I'll see you all next time.